This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the Dude. Welcome back to Hey Bartender Podcast. I am your bartender for the night. I'm the dude. Or you can call me Anthony. I'm cool with that, too. So how's everybody doing this week? Uh, it's another day, another podcast, another weekend, actually. It's Saturday night, people. Time to party. Uh, if, unless you're behind the pine, then it's time to work. But uh, when you're behind the pine, you got to make sure everybody's having a good time. Isn't that right? Yeah, uh, that's pretty much the whole idea of a bartender. We are babysitters that serve alcohol. Woo! Uh, but, you know, it's not all that bad. We, you know, you meet a lot of exciting people, and you, you never know what could happen from night to night. Things change all the time. You know how it works. So, anyway, uh, we got to start off this show with a drink special, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, I started doing my usual thing. Uh, searching around the internet, and I found this guy on Instagram, Bartender at Large. Just a warning to all you bartenders that listen to this show, if you post a picture of a drink with the recipe on it, odds are I'm going to give you props for it and tell people how to make it on this show. So keep that in mind. Uh, This drink brought to you by Bartender at Large is called the Bitter Bramble. Bitter Bramble. Yeah, that's it. It's one and a quarter ounces London. London Dry Gym, uh, three-quarter of an ounce Campari, three-quarter of an ounce Lemon Juice, three-quarter of an ounce Simple Syrup, four or five Muddled Raspberries. Uh, You uh, shake and strain into a bucket glass full of crushed ice and serve. Maybe even put a uh, half a lemon wedge and a raspberry to garnish. Sounds pretty good. Sounds pretty refreshing. Uh, so if any of you guys out there try it, let the bartender at large know, let me know too. Cause uh, you know, I want to know what, if these drinks that I'm telling you guys about are any good. Uh, it's just too much for me to try all at one time. Uh, so how's everybody doing this, t- uh, this time? I mean, we're all getting back to work. Everything's getting back to somewhat normal. Some States are back pedaling a little bit going, maybe we shouldn't have opened so quickly. And, but, uh, you know, people are still remaining COVID conscious and going into stores wearing masks over just their mouth or masks on their ear or, uh, you know, completely forgetting the whole situation of why those masks are there and how they work. Cause if you don't cover your nose, it's not working. If you don't cover your face and only hang it off your ear, it's not working. So when you guys are working behind the bar and your management says you got to wear the mask, wear the mask properly. You just look stupid if you uh, wear it any other way. It's kind of like, uh, what was the picture of a douchebag that was on uh, on the internet one time who was wearing his hat back? He was at a baseball game. He was wearing his hat backwards, sunglasses on his head, and still holding his hand above his eyes to shade him from the sun. Okay. Yeah, that that's probably about a class seven douchebag, if you ask me. But you didn't. So anyway, let's move on. Hope you're all doing a good job retraining your customers uh, because they've been out of circulation for quite a while and people forget how to act in public. That's just the way things are. 
But unfortunately, during the COVID situation, a lot of people got stuck indoors with uh, their loved ones and they need a break. It's, you know, everybody needs a break from time to time just because you're in enclosed space and uh, a lot of people's kids were home from school uh, just because uh, of that, the COVID-19. And believe it or not, some spouses or uh, uh, relationships be- you know, kind of got in a real bind just because of the whole COVID-19 because they're eventually, you know, they they had no break from each other. You know, that's that's why some people have hobbies, why guys go into the garage, why uh, women do uh, women hobbies. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm a dude. Uh, I didn't want to say anything that would uh, offend women. That's really tough to do when you have a podcast, you know. You want to try to uh, remain impartial to every every little thing, but that's really tough to do. Uh, uh, but, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say women it's, uh, women went to the kitchen and men go into the garage. No, shit, some women probably went into the garage because uh, I've uh, seen a lot of women that are really, really good at repairing engines. I mean, it's incredible. And some guys out there who are incredible cooks. And, you know, they found their new lot in life and it didn't in, uh, involve a barbecue out back. It, you know, they actually learned how to cook a decent breakfast or, uh, you know, a good dinner. So, you know, in, you know, more power to everybody out there for all the stuff that you've picked up as hobbies in the last few months just because of the COVID-19. But, you know, like I said, relationships gotten a little bit of a strain and, you know, some of you, I'm sure, would not be surprised or weren't surprised that some relationships had ended because of the whole COVID-19 thing. Uh, uh, some people that didn't know each all each other all that well. Some people who have had problems so for so long, but they used work as an excuse to get away from that problem, and all of a sudden work wasn't there anymore. It's I see it all the time. As a bartender, you uh, well, I mentioned it in the last podcast. When people come into the bar and claim they want to be alone and enjoy their drink, they're full of shit. They're they want attention because it's just as easy to go to the liquor store or go to a nearby convenience store, pick up a six pack or a bottle, and just go home and drink in uh, drink in silence while uh, you, you know just nothing but the glow from the TV uh, all over you. But you go to the the ever these customers go to the bar uh, to be around people, but you know it's tough to be invisible in a bar because everybody sees that you're there. Even in the uh, probably in the most uh, biggest, the busiest bars out there, you can't be invisible. You know the server's going to find you, the bartender's going to find you, and an overly excited person is going to probably end up finding you. I remember. A friend of mine told me that there was this guy that came into the bar on a semi-regular basis and he whispered. He did not speak with a loud voice at all whenever he ordered a drink. And eventually some of the bar patrons saw that how quiet he was and how he was trying to uh, get his own personal space. They wouldn't leave him alone. They come over and say, hi, how you doing? What's your name? You know, try to make a friend. And... Uh, you know, I don't know whatever happened to that guy, but uh, 
you know, he couldn't stay alone for at least for very long. And, uh, it's just one of those things. I mean, you're the bartender and you can, it's up to you to choose uh bartender or server. Actually, uh, it's up to you to choose whether or not you want to talk to that person and I don't know, be a part of their life or learn something about them. And cause it's the oldest story uh, of bartending is where the bartender is wiping down a glass uh, with a rag and the person sits there and tells them their problems. And that's one of the oldest bartending uh, cliches in the book. You'll see it in any TV show, movie. That's just the way it is. Now, the when it comes to the relationships thing, it's... Uh, it became, I'm sure, I've seen quite a few people where it became difficult for them to be around their family or something like that just because they're stuck. And instead of being around them for uh, two-thirds of your day, uh, of which probably a third of that, you're asleep, you're around them 24-7, then it uh, becomes a little bit difficult. You start to want your space. Everybody goes through with it. I've heard of couples that purposely have made themselves their own hobbies that are completely separate from the other person just so they can have their own little personal time. And there's nothing wrong with that. That family, uh, that couple has been together for longer than most relationships last nowadays. It's, uh, yeah, I, geez, I can't count how many times. I mean, uh, I've seen customers that were together and then just all of a sudden one of them disappears and the other one still maintains hanging out at the same bar, but the other one is gone out the door, uh, never seen again. For all I know, they could be uh, buried in the somebody's backyard. Shit, I don't know. But the most common story that I heard when uh, accidentally not knowing what's going on in all these people's lives, uh, you know, just being polite, you know, going up and say, hey, how's your husband? How's your wife? And then you, uh, and then all of a sudden they say, uh, they're gone. We've decided to split up. And I, then you feel like shit for a few seconds because, uh, sorry to bring that up then. And you, most of the time, I always uh, it was always met with, "Hey, how could you know? You know, it's it's no problem." Uh, but thanks for being concerned uh, uh, how I'm doing. But the most common story uh, when I was dumb enough to invade in people's lives is go, "What the fuck happened?" Because you know, just I just saw them like two weeks before. They were smiling. They were happy. They were carrying on, and. Uh, just all of a sudden they come in and go, I sit back and say, Hey, where's your wife? And they tell me that they went on some kind of trip or like one guy said he went on a hunting trip. Another guy said he went on a motorcycle ride. And I still to this day, I wonder how long this motorcycle ride was. And they come home and all that's left in the house is the dining room table and the wedding pictures. Both of them said that. And I was like, wow, really? That's harsh. Actually, truth being told, I'm one of those people that laughs when they're uncomfortable. 
So I kind of giggled a little bit when I heard their story, but they understood. They knew me. Uh, when I get uncomfortable or something like that, I tend to laugh. It's not the most uh, politically correct thing, uh, but there's there hasn't been any uh, help groups to help me stop laughing whenever I'm uncomfortable. It's just a trigger function. It's how I deal with stress, really. And, uh, you know, they... They seem okay with it, you know. They uh, they have ma- managed to um, maintain themselves. It hadn't been that long, but they still managed to maintain themselves on uh, how they do with their lives and stuff like that. Because they both said they never saw it coming, but that happens from time to time. Some a lot of relationships, a lot both people don't see a problem because there's no communication. And then all of a sudden, the relationship is just over, done. And one of them probably didn't see it coming. Uh, it's unfortunate, really. But, you know, people come into the bar and they, uh, they don't mind telling the bartender because the bartender can be impartial uh, and, you know, not ask a whole bunch of questions like, what did you do? Or uh, in my case, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't go, ah, oh, you didn't need her anyway or need him anyway. He was kind of a dick. She she wasn't very nice. Nah, uh, the bartenders a little uh, can should be, probably not all bartenders, but all, bartenders should be a little bit impartial when it comes to that sort of thing, especially when uh, both both people in the, uh, both people in that couple used to frequent your bar. But let's face it, people. There are people out there that will tell their bartender or server things that they wouldn't tell their psychiatrist. And I've come up with one solution for that. Only one. I'm sure there are dozens and dozens of solutions uh, for that. Is be- The reason why the bartender is the person that they will go and tell their problems to. Hairdressers. This happens to hairdressers too. People will tell a bartender their problems because at that point in time, that's the closest they have to a friend. Sure, they got friends uh, sitting around, uh, you know, people that they would consider friends sitting at the bar, but they don't want to share that side of their lives with them. I mean, uh, it's like one guy, his uh, girlfriend dumped him it's completely out of the blue. It, it just all of a sudden gut punch. Everything was fine the night before they talked on the phone Everything was uh, everything was great. They said, I love you at the end of the conversation. Then all of a sudden, the next day, he found out through social media that uh, she was dating somebody else. Big gut punch. So uh, that all of a sudden, uh, he realized that he was having... A, it took him a while to realize that he was having a problem. He was secluding himself from everybody. He I didn't see him in the bar for... Oh, I don't know, uh, for quite a while. Uh, and and all, it was, and then when he finally came back in, I was like, hey, man, how you been? I haven't seen you in a long time. And he told me, oh, my girlfriend left me. And I was like, oh, dude, that sucks. I'm sorry. And, and I decided to, you know, just at least ask, are you okay? And yeah, I'm doing fine. Can I get it? Uh, whatever he drank? It was probably a Coors Light. Because that's all they really, that was the popular drink uh, in the town that I used to bartend at. But people, a lot of your customers, uh, 
don't have like a lot of resources to deal with things like depression because you don't uh in ultimately let's uh face it a lot of people think that uh, alcohol um, actually makes the depression worse but let's uh let's not blame the beer let's uh talk about what what's going on in their lives for a second maybe you can help them out a little bit there's a lot of people when they break up with somebody that get together with their friends they laugh they cry they have a few drinks together and maybe in a couple days they're just fine ready to go back out in the world but there are some people who look at their life and say i don't want to burden this person with this my uh with this story i don't want to burden this friend I, I don't want to talk to that person because they're just going to talk shit. And, you know, it, there's a wide variety of reasons. And they just talk themselves out of talking to anybody about any of their problems. And that just builds and builds and builds inside them to a toxic level. But the bartender can bring it out of them. Say, hey, man, how you doing? And... Uh, they say, well, the per- this person left me and, uh, you know, I things haven't been great at work. It, my work has been affected by it. Um, you know, it it's just been rough. And I said, well, yeah, it can be. It can be rough. Uh, and, you know, depending on how busy I am and how badly I want to hear about this conversation, was, which never was all that bad because... I didn't like invading into people's lives. If they start talking to me about their life, that's their business. But I never instigated it myself. But I, this guy, I felt sorry for him. And I said, you know, so tell me about it. What happened? And he told me the whole story. And I was like, wow, that's rough. And I tried to be, and the key was to try to be impartial. Don't sit there and badmouth the woman or say any of that bullshit. Oh, don't worry, man. There's millions of other fish in the sea. Because at that point in time, he felt like that he was down the world's darkest, deepest hole. And uh, I, I just said, well, you know, just try to uh, uh, try to cheer yourself up, man. Uh, you know, take some time for yourself and you know, try to relax, get your mind off things. I know that's going to be tough, but get your mind off things. And eventually one day you're going to wake up and you're going to be able to move on. And, uh, he hated that advice with a passion, but, uh, this was like three or four Coors Lights in his, but he was all of a sudden started yelling at, uh, yelling at me, you know, you just don't forget things like this. And then, yeah. And, I was like, whoa, sorry, man. I was just trying to help. And then he got mad and stormed off. Uh, a couple days later, he actually came back and apologized to me because uh, he thought he was 86 after all the uh, shit he was talking to me. I was like, dude, you were going through some rough shit. Don't even worry about it. You want a drink? And so he sat down, had a drink. Um, and it took him a while to get back in the dating scene. Uh, I think there was even a, a short period of time where he did uh, communicate with his ex, but things just weren't the same anymore. And, uh, you know, he one time he even asked me, you know, said to me, you know, we talk on the phone every once in a while, but she uh, she's busy at work. She doesn't really want to uh, want to get together 
and she can't talk very long on the phone when I do uh, when I do call her. But she always seems happy to call me or happy to hear from me. And I said, "Tell you what, I offer you a challenge." And he says, "Okay." I said, "Stop calling her. Just stop." And uh, no matter if you were in the middle of a conversation, if you had uh, you know plans to talk on a certain day at a certain time, still follow through with it, but stop calling just to talk about your day because uh, most likely most likely you're uh, calling her because you need a friend and she's the closest thing to a friend that you can think of right now. And he did that. He, uh, he followed my advice and to him, it was a lot like trying to quit heroin and it's just, you know, I want to talk to her. I want to talk to her. And, and uh, you know, and, you know, it was, you know, really rough nights thinking about it. But after two weeks, uh, he came up to me and he says, well, I haven't even tried to call her for, uh, for a couple of weeks now. And I said, now I want you to think about all the times that you talked to her, the recent times, did you call her? Or did she call you? He said, I called her. Uh, I called her majority of the time. I said, majority, uh, are you sure what it wasn't all the time? And he's like, well, could have been, I guess. And I said, yeah, it's best you, uh, start to move on with your life. And once again, he hated that advice, but he did. Um, he, uh, eventually got back on track at work and, uh, then, uh, you know, I saw he was with a girl one night, but then I never really saw him ever after that. So they're there. And once again, maybe there's another uh, person in a garbage dump somewhere. That is very negative of me to say that, isn't it? Wow. But there was also other situations like that while being a bartender. Um, when your servers are, when your coworkers, your family, however you relate to them, uh, go through relationship problems. Believe it or not, if you are going through a relationship problem, your entire crew is affected by that because maybe you're just not, uh, um, maybe you or them are just not uh, on, you don't, your minds aren't on the job, obviously. And maybe you're a little upset, you can't smile, and it's, uh, it's just rough. And there's this one girl that I worked with, she was a great girl and she was having trouble with her husband. And, uh, she, uh, took me aside one night after she, uh, she was the closing server for that night. She clocked out at nine o'clock and I still had to work until one. But of course at the, at, at the end of the shift, she gets a shifter drink. Everybody does. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things where I'm just going to have my shifter and I'm going to leave and end up having two or three more. Uh, how many bartenders and servers can relate to that? But uh, she was having problems at home, and I started noticing it because she would stick around after shift, have two or three blended daiquiris, uh, and play video poker. And, you know, I, I got mad at her every time she asked for a blended daiquiri. I was like, what the hell are you trying to do to me? You know, but she still asked for him and I still made him for her. 
But uh, one day she just all of a sudden uh, started saying, don't tell anybody, but I'm having trouble with my husband. He's doing things that are driving me crazy. And uh, he's going out with his friends all the time. I'm left with the kids. That's why I'm staying so late after shift is because I don't want to go home. And I said, I totally understand. You know, if you, you know, just hang out here, have, uh, and just chill out. Uh, I'm not forcing you out of here. Uh, in fact, some of the, most of the nights were reasonably dead and she sat, sat at the bar and kept me, kept me company, which is kind of nice. So she, uh, relayed to me all the problems she was having at home and, just like every other situation, I tried to, tried to stay impartial. I really didn't know her husband at the time all that well. Uh, he came into the bar quite a bit um, and made quite a few friends there, but uh, I was one of them. And uh, so she was uh, telling me that she was having problems, and then I was like, well, truth being told, I noticed a couple weeks ago, because yes, I did notice that you were hanging out at the bar a lot later than you usually do. And uh, you know, uh, she was singing one particular song in uh, Bye Bye Baby, maybe, or something like that, at karaoke. And I don't even know what the name of the song was, or the original artist. Um, and uh, some song about failed relationships which at karaoke, that happens a lot. People just all of a sudden have to, you know, that's their outlet for letting their emotions out. Get it behind the microphone and uh, sing some kind of heartbreaking song that, uh, and that brings the whole room down. That's the only time that I allow people in my, uh, in my bar uh, to bring the room down because... Odds are the person that's going to come up and sing next is going to sing something a lot happier than whatever the hell that was. But yeah, I, there were the, the signs were there with her. And I, so I said, well, what are you going to do? And she goes, I don't know what I can do right now. In fact, this uh, marriage was probably one of the bigger mistakes in my life because even the day I was getting married, she said uh, her father turned and looked to her, looked at her before the wedding started and said, you sure about this? I got the truck running out back. And she said, yes, I'm sure of this. And uh, so she went and got, uh, got hitched. But shortly after, she, she let everything out at me. She told me everything. Um, I stayed quiet and just let her talk. That's all I had to do. And uh, she ultimately got happier. Now, I gave her no advice on what to do about it. I didn't tell her go to couples counseling. I didn't tell her just dump the uh, dump the bastard. I told her nothing. And ultimately, if you do that, if you just stay quiet, all the people want uh, want is just somebody to listen to them for a little while. In her case, she after getting everything off her chest, she decided I'm leaving him. That's it. I'm done. And I was. You know, she was a friend. She was a colleague. You know, I'll, I supported her. Didn't help her move. I'm not crazy. But, uh, you know, she uh, she made a decision, and that's one she wanted to stick to. So all you could do is just say, good for you. But it's almost the worst sometimes when the bartender 
your you know your bartender's going through trouble because they don't want to talk to anybody they uh, and they pretty much want to keep their personal life separate from work and it's tough to keep things separate from work when your work is circles around uh being social and like uh like in some cases you probably bartend in a small town and the good old mom and pop uh mom and pop stores not the corporate stuff and uh well maybe the corporate stuff but i don't i don't know i didn't never worked corporate but uh it's tough because even if you li- live in a small town everybody knows and a lot of people don't realize you don't want to talk about it which like uh, i said before you probably should uh but when you uh when you're down um uh, when you're down like that you got to pull yourself out quick when you're behind the bar because being depressed behind the bar can affect your tips can it and when your tips are affected, then uh, money's coming in slow, and it's just going to make it make things worse for you. So what do you do? Paint a smile on your face, or in today's case, put a mask on your face that has a smile on it. Uh, people can read it through your eyes, trust me. But, uh, you know, the whole point uh, is, ladies and gentlemen, is if you're going through a situation like that and you find yourself in a deep, dark hole, find somebody to talk to. doesn't matter who it is. Uh, if you don't feel like burdening somebody, one of your friends, uh, family, go talk to a psychologist. They're, you know, that's what they're there for. That's why they got their, uh, got their degrees. Um, but I'm sure almost, I'm sure all of you, Every single one of you that listens to this podcast has one friend that will listen to your story and help you through it because you don't want to fall down that dark hole. Believe me, because uh, it is so hard to come back out. And, uh, you know, sometimes, even sometimes during that time when you're in that deep hole, feeling sorry for yourself, you can lose friends. Uh sometimes family you don't want to do that took your whole life to get all those people into your life and i'm sure some of your friends will ask you what's wrong and you go nothing or i don't want to talk about it sure if they're respectful they'll leave you alone not if you're uh, like my family who go what's wrong nothing what's wrong i don't want to talk about it nothing leave me alone yeah one of those families and but it it's you look at it as a bad thing at the time, but it's probably better that uh, better than nothing than sitting in a corner of a very very dark hole in your own filth, feeling sorry for yourself. Uh, hey, disgusting sitting in your own filth. Well, in the um, uh, in this dark episode, it's best that we try to pull ourselves out of this uh, dark hole. Hopefully, I didn't put anybody in a bad mood. Uh, Listen, I, this week's musical guest uh, I'm bringing up on the show, I actually had her on the show not too recently. Okay, yeah, pretty recently. Uh, is anybody Did anybody listen to the show with Sarah Hester Ross was a guest on my show? If not, go back and listen to it because she is a musician, comedian. Uh, she's a dueling, uh, dueling piano bar player at Bar in Times Square at New York, New York Casino in Las Vegas. 
She is an, a great piano player. She is fucking hilarious. And I ran across, I, I bought her album on iTunes, uh, sh- truthfully, shortly after uh, she was on the show. Sorry, Sarah. But uh, I had to listen to more of her stuff because she's, uh, she's hilarious on TikTok. Uh, the Florida Man Friday things that she does are hilarious. If you don't, uh, if you don't know uh, her TikToks and you happen to be on TikTok, get on TikTok and search her out, Sarah Hester Ross, because uh, she's hilarious. But I ran across one of her songs that I think is just great, and I'm going to make you guys listening to it. So, from Las Vegas, Nevada, uh, here is uh, Don't Mess With the Redhead from Sarah Hester Ross. guys i i had a better rhyme for this line and i just left my brain <laughs> the old noggin it's, it's on the tip of my tongue though it's like uh i'll think of it later oh let's do an 80s clap do do don't mess with the redhead do do don't mess with the
clots, everybody. The blood clots. Once again, that was Sarah Hester Ross uh, from her album Musical Comedy Live, available on iTunes. Go check it out. She's also uh, playing again in Las Vegas at the bar in Times Square at the New York, New York Casino. If you are in the New York or New York, New York area, <laughs> uh, Las Vegas area at near the New York, New York Casino, go check her out and her dueling piano show. She's awesome. Let me tell you, she uh, listen to the rest of her stuff. Look her up on uh, YouTube. Uh, check out her album. Or get on TikTok and uh, check out her music because she's hilarious. And hey, while you're on TikTok, uh, use the soundbite because she has Don't Mess With a Redhead on there. If you happen to be a redhead and you want to sing along with that song or duet with her on that on TikTok, go for it. She's uh, really hoping that people do that. Yeah, And it's a shameless plug that I'm doing for her. She didn't ask me to do that much of it. But, you know, a little bonus goes a little ways. Anyway, people, time to wind up the show. Now, bottom line out there, if you guys are having trouble or if you uh, see your customers having a lot of trouble after anything serious in their lives, uh, uh, it doesn't have to be just relationships, uh, you know, advise them to get some uh, professional help. I mean, bartenders are great and all, uh, but really they should be, uh, be seeing seeing something a little um, buddy a little bit more professional because bartenders can only go so far and plus um most of the time my solution to solving somebody's problem was give them another another drink i mean i don't know if you guys do that but uh, i did it from time to time not all the time uh sometimes just telling a couple dirty jokes uh to uh, went a long way Especially when I uh, when blue collar comedy special came out, I was telling the tater salad story all the time just to make people laugh, and it made people laugh. It made people uh, enjoy their time in the bar. So I didn't mind it so much. I just hope I don't have to play royalties to Ron White anytime soon. Anyway, people, it's time for last call. Last call for alcohol on this podcast. Go up to the bar and get something because I'm not bringing it out there for you. Uh, just the uh, your beer will be flat by the time I get out to you. Just let's face it. Um, but first, I got to do a uh, shout out to one of my Instagram followers. One because uh, you guys are awesome. Thank you for the support. But uh, this one stands out to me, Maddie Bug Two Thousand One. I don't know if this guy's a bartender or not. One of his pictures does have a bottle of hypnotic on it, but he follows my. Uh, he follows my Instagram page. I don't know if he listens to the show, but Matty Bug 2001, I recognize him when he comes up because he's got a Hydra logo uh, for the, those of you who are fans of the Marvel uh, Universe. He, he's got a Hydra logo for his, uh, for his main picture of himself. And, uh, you know, I, I'm not sure, you know, I, I'm more of an Avengers guy. You know, uh, I'm, you know, but Captain America did say Hail Hydra in the comic books and... Well, he did it to get away from Hydra agents in uh, Endgame. God, what a great movie. Anyway, uh, Matty Bug, thank you so much for following me and uh, supporting the show. Uh, guys, if you want to be uh, have a shout-out on this show, follow me on Instagram, Hey Bartender Podcast. And, uh, you know, people that pop up all the time, I see you a lot. Odds are you're going to get a shout-out eventually. 
If you want to help support the this podcast, head on over to HeyBartenderPodcast.com. I got merchandise for sale on there, Hey Bartender Podcast stuff. Help me, uh, so help support the show for me and uh, get, pick yourself up a cool t-shirt or something like that, whatever I got up there right now. Those uh, challenge coins that I uh, got, the uh, challenge poker chips that I got on there, uh, those things uh, are awesome. Go pick yourself up one because it's a great way to figure out who's buying and who's drinking. Yeah. Thank you, bartender at large on Instagram for letting me steal the uh, your drink, Bitter Bramble. Uh, also have a picture of it on the website, heybartenderpodcast.com, along with the recipe if you are curious about it at all. Um, I'm, uh, I'm a big supporter of all you guys that put drinks up on Instagram. And, uh, the most important thing that I support about you guys is that you tell us how to make it. That is the most important thing. That's the only way that these drinks are going to get out there and become famous is if you tell people how to make it because all of us bartenders, we don't know all the drinks, uh, especially since there's 50 ways to make 50 drinks, 50 different ways. Uh, named 50 different things. It's crazy out there. So, uh, and also thank you, Sarah Hester Ross, for letting me use your song, Don't Mess With The Redhead. Uh, it's available on iTunes. Go check her out on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, go check out her website, uh, sarahhesterross.com, where you can find out where she's playing, what she's doing, all of her social media links. Uh, go uh, Download her music on iTunes. I think I already said that. Shit. But as usual, before I go, ladies and gentlemen, oh, hey, wait, here's an idea. Uh, when you go see uh, meet Sarah Hester Ross at the uh, bar in Times Square at New York, New York Casino, uh, mention you heard about her on Hey Bartender Podcast. Let's see what happens. But until the next show, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you all for listening and supporting the show. Uh Just remember, visit www.heybartenderpodcast.com. I'm on Facebook and Instagram. Both of them are Hey Bartender Podcast and Twitter, uh, Hey Bartender PO1. Uh, Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. I just want to wish you all lots of love, lots of sex, lots of happiness, and don't take any shit from anyone. Good night. What do you mean it's let's go? I just got here.